Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. How's it going? Hi, really good. Really good. Thanks for having me here, by the way. No worries. Thank your publicist. (laughs) (laughs) I had uh, 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 Ward. Her last name was Ward, and she is a vegan uh, or plant-based something. It was one of my earlier earlier episodes, and uh, she she hooked it up. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. We're good friends. That's awesome. Yeah, she seems really nice. So we're good. Um, so why don't you let everybody know uh, a little bit about you, uh, your background, how you got involved in um, learning more about the gut and all of that stuff, right? A lot of, and I don't know if that's your career or if it's something that you went into because of your own uh issues that you had maybe your own health and you've had to become your uh what do they call that uh citizen uh scientist citizen scientist (laughs) i just heard that for the first time recently i love it yeah you gotta become your own expert i think that's a lot it's like you you know you go through this these this journey from my case it was health it was health challenges and from from when i was born and, you know, turn that into something really positive over time. Um, and then, you know, you've learned, you, you teach what you now know, and then you help other people. And what a reward, you know? So it's hard to be mad at your history, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, lots of health challenges, really sick as a kid, was born way too soon, had a lot of ear, nose, and throat issues, had pneumonia and spinal meningitis before I was three months old. And, uh, and then once I got to puberty, it just compounded that everything just got worse. Um, and then I was on this sort of train of pharmaceutical drugs and therapies, you know, going to the doctor all the time, always missing work, always missing school, couldn't hold down a full-time job, that sort of thing. And of course, along with that comes depression and debilitating anxiety as a young, some of my earliest memories were um, like major, major uh, anxiety attacks, you know, panic attacks, anxiety attacks. And and then um, when I got holding for a sound. Yeah. So for those of you who are are listening to this um, and can't, even for those of you that are watching this, uh, they're having a a big thunderstorm in uh, down in in Southern California right now, where Kitty lives, and so it's uh, it, it occasionally you're going to hear some crackling, and that's what it is. Yeah, and which is which is not a big deal to people who are from like say Florida or places that have you know weather, 
but this is a really big deal for us just to get rain, let alone these, this thunder, everyone. It's like, it's like anarchy outside <laughs> sirens and explosions. Anyway. So, um, so I uh, moved out to California from New Mexico when in my early twenties and I was trying to um, seek out an acting career as one does and uh, really couldn't really hold down a job still was really having a difficult time with my health. And now at this point, the medications I was taking were causing reactions. So I would get on another medication for that reaction. And then I would get on another one so I could sleep through the night and on another one. And so it was just a dead end of just pharmaceuticals that I knew were making me worse. So I started to seek out alternative therapies and I found my husband, who's a chiropractor, and uh, he's really unique in his work because he doesn't, he doesn't just crack you up and send you on your way. He has a whole method of a very holistic approach to it and works with nutrition and detoxification. And um, a large part of his client base is children who, are, who have disabilities and pregnant women and infants. And so his style is very unique. And, uh, and a large part of his demographic is also children who had been vaccine injured. So this we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that soon. But um, so I uh, ended up having um, a sort of rebirth through him, like the knowledge that I was gaining through him about different ways to tackle what I was dealing with, autoimmune conditions and hormones that were crazy and all kinds of stuff. And he um, showed me ways to do that. So I started going to naturopathic, uh, I'm sorry, um, holistic um, herbal school and uh, for herbalism and also for holistic health practitioner. And it just took off from there. And I just uh, all of a sudden decided to uh, pursue gut health because the children he was working with, I couldn't help with conventional nutrition. I couldn't just say, here's this nutritional protocol for you. So I had to start to investigate ways to help them that would be really effective. It's like an earthquake. (laughs) (laughs) Which... And uh, so, um, so I had to look for alternative means to help these kids. And I, that's how I found uh, Donna Gates of the Body Ecology Diet. And she is a famous uh, woman who's, who's brought the microbiome into as a household name, really. A lot of people know her for her work with autistic kids and, and helping remediate the gut um, through food and through, through fermented foods. So I had been studying culinary school for a while and I had been studying uh, how to make fermented foods and she and I hit it off and I became her chef and I would demo these foods. I would teach people how to make these fermented foods to help heal their gut. And through that, I was able to help these children as well using foods instead of you know, supplements and whatnot. And, uh, and then I became Healthy Gut Girl and then I started my podcast and that's been well over six years now, and then working with um, with Healthy Gut Girl as my branding for, I don't know, 12 years or something. So yeah, that's me. Here I am. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations on having a podcast and, and, can, and having a, a steady podcast, because that's not an easy thing to do. As yeah. Well. You were mentioning in the beginning, it's like you got to juggle all those plates. And I love your intro. I got to step up my game, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, so a question I have is uh, fermented foods. What do you mean by that? Like, give me some examples of, of fermented foods. So uh, mostly you would know them as kimchi and sauerkraut and kefir. Um, 
there's other more obscure foods like natto, uh, fermented soy products. And uh, there's a little, and pickles, for example, but there is a difference between things that are pickled and things that are fermented. Pickled is generally done with sugar and vinegar. And that's not, some of those do have beneficial microbes in them, but we're talking about lactofermentation, which is when you literally take cabbage, seal it up with some salt and some water, and then sometimes you can add a probiotic to it um, to add more probiotic content. And then you just, you store it for, you know, in a warm, uh, dark place for anywhere from three days to three weeks and even longer. The longer you ferment them, the more uh, probiotic content will be in, in there. So what happens is the the, the natural microbes that live on the, on the plants, they start to consume the sugars and they break down the cabbage or whatever vegetable you're fermenting. And then they have a byproduct, which is kind of gross if you really want to think about it. They're eating it. Their byproduct or their waste is actually more nutrition. So when you ferment those foods, the nutritional content is increased by something like a hundred times. So you're getting this and it's pre-digested. So once you eat it, your stomach, your body does not have to go through the digestion process to break it down. It's already been broken down. So it's really good for people who have compromised guts. Uh, and so that's basically a, a lacto-fermented food. Kefir is probably the most common, similar to yogurt, but it just has a lot more. Uh, it's more liquid. It's not quite so firm the way yogurt is. Uh, it's more drinkable, if you will. And that's what people, I think, the most common, and that and, and probably sauerkraut. Yeah, I uh, I like kimchi. Now, is that 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 thing that happens in your tongue when you eat when you eat some something like kimchi or or uh, sauerkraut? Actually, more more with kimchi, it has that sort of like a taint, like it tingles on your tongue. Yeah, is that yeah, the, exactly. is that the microbes? It is. It is. It's the it's the acids that are produced. You know the um, the you know lacto fermented. It's acidic, so they're somewhat acidic. And you know, when you do it with like a like all 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 ferment coconut water, um, and it's like it's so fizzy. I mean, it really just becomes it's like kombucha. You mm -hmm. know, the way kombucha is, it just becomes a real fizzy kind of soda. And yeah, those are the that's the gas from the microbes. <laughs> the microbes <laughs> having little little toot fest. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Now no one's gonna want to consume it now that I said that. But so good for you, really, really. And I should say the caveat is that a lot of people, um, you know, they get bloated after they consume these foods for the first time and they think that they need to stop, that it's not for them. But that's actually the microbes going in and eating all kinds of garbage out of your gut. They're eating impacted fecal matter. They're eating all kinds of like uh, other bad microbes that are in there. They're, they're doing all kinds of good, good things. And um, that can cause waste, that can cause gas in you. Now, there are some people who can't do ferments, and those are people who have like a histamine response. So they maybe they'll get like a, a rash or itchy nose, or maybe they'll, their, their chest will start to get patchy, um, rashes, things like that, swollen lips, like histamine. And those people, I, I just recommend that you don't, if you have that response right away, you should definitely give it a break. And, uh, and that's a whole other, you know, needing to remedy and, and, and remediate the gut in another way before you can do those kinds of foods. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. 
So another thing you touched on, which is autism and being able to help alleviate some of those uh, symptoms of autism or, you know, some of the things that they, because I have a, an autistic uh, nephew and like he's, it's, uh, you can tell he, he just is like in his own world, it seems like. You know, mm-hmm. and so and sometimes he gets stressed out if, uh, you know, he doesn't get something or something's off. And it's just it's and what is that that's caused from inflammation? Um, well, there's a bunch of different things that ha- can happen, and it depends on what was the trigger or the triggers for the autism. Um, usually it's because some foreign invader uh, when the child was born <clears throat> was uh usually it it it's something gets in something gets into either like the brain of that child so just an example just as uh this isn't every case of autism but this is a good example as to how what can happen so in the case of a child who might have an injury from a vaccine the, uh, what's really fascinating is that um, depending on which vaccine did the damage uh, will determine what happens to that the characteristics of that child. So say, for example, it was thimerosal or mercury in an ingredient of one of the vaccines, which I think they've almost fully removed from some most of children's vaccines. But let's just say it was thimerosal. So that mercury is going to cross through the body, through into the brain, into blood-brain barrier. And then that child can have symptoms very similar to that of mercury poisoning. So you'll see some children have these responses like hand flapping or they'll have um, walk to walking on their toes. They'll have issues, you know, characteristics that are showing in their body. Uh, and this is fascinating because that is the exact those are the exact characteristics of mercury poisoning. So I don't know, you remember the Mad Hatter, right? The, mm-hmm. the whole, um, you know, his characteristics is he was a, he was a hatter. And the reason you're mad as a hatter that came from was they would use mercury to actually form and create the hats in a, in a, uh, they're not in a mill, a millinery. Is that what's called in a hat store? Yeah, and yeah. if he's making the hats, he's been exposed to these fumes from the mercury and then he would go crazy. And some of the characteristics were like, you know, these crazy eyes, he couldn't focus. He's flapping his hands. He's doing it. And these are characteristics of someone who's had mercury poisoning. And that's really a common characteristic in an autistic child who's been vaccinated, va- vaccine injured with the mercury. And then there's other ones where maybe a child is, is injured by a different source. And so whatever it is that's loose in the gut and gets into the brain is going to, you know, exhibit those characteristics. And it's hard to say what that's going to be. So one of the things I think that, that, well, fermented foods and healing the gut and this kind of thing, especially early on, I mean, it will always benefit and anybody, but early on when the child is exhibiting these signs that are unusual, say the child is typical at first, and then all of a sudden they're having this disconnect or, or whatever, like you described just in his own world. Um, sometimes when you support the detoxification in the body, you can, uh, it, can, it can start to reverse these symptoms because this is the big problem. Um, I should say this incredible study that was done where they were trying to figure out if it was vaccines that were causing autism 
And they said it's very unusual because in Cuba, they have the same vaccine schedule as we do here in America, but they have really low rates of autism. And they were trying to figure out why that could be. And what they came to the conclusion is that in Cuba, they don't have over-the-counter medications available like we do, including one of the main ones that doctors give to parents when their kid has and a react so you know you get your child vaccinated you take them home and the doctor says if your kid gets a fever give them baby tylenol so which is really common to give a child after a vaccine they get a fever they get a little achy fluey and they give them the baby tylenol well they don't have baby tylenol in cuba at least they didn't used to and now it's you know here it's readily available well what what's in baby tylenol is um, acetaminophen and acetaminophen goes in and prevents the, this is, this is really crazy, but it's, it's important. It prevents the liver from making glutathione and glutathione is like the trash truck of the body. It's a master antioxidant that protects the brain, especially in these young babies who are getting these vaccines or getting anything it's protecting and glutathione protects all of us in that way. Well, guess what? They're getting this. Here they go. They get this assault from the vaccine. They take the glutathione. I mean, the uh, acetaminophen. It stops the glutathione production. There's nothing to protect this child's brain from this assault to every child, because a lot of kids aren't immune compromised when they're born. And you don't know that your kid's compromised. Maybe your kid's just under the weather and they get a, a vaccine. So it isn't the vaccine per se that did it so much as it is the state of that child's health. So going back on track with the gut. So when you take, uh, when you take fermented foods and even with babies, you can give them these, um, you know, eyedroppers of coconut kefir and coconut water kefir and things like this, even the juice of the sauerkraut. And you can give that to them and it starts to help inoculate the upper GI and it starts to help the baby have a defense again and have this ability to start to, um, you know, have a, a stronger immune system is what we're talking about here, right? Is your immunity. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, yeah, it's so with autistic children, um, you know, the gut is very, very important. Um, there is a woman named Natasha McBride who wrote uh, Gut and Psychology Syndrome, which that book is called GAPS, Gut and Psychology Syndrome with the GAPS diet. Mm-hmm. It's a famous diet similar to the body ecology diet. And it's specific to, you know, the gut and the psychology, you know, how that, not just children, everybody, you know, depression, anxiety, it starts in the gut. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So what you were talking about is kind of right at home for me because my daughter, she's four years old. She just got another round of vaccines uh, like two days ago. Or three days ago, something like that. And Mm -hmm. she came over, like, uh, I was with her this weekend. I picked her up on Friday. And she has a cold. Like, Mm -hmm. her nose is running now. And it's like, man. You know, because I know it's, I've been following this for a little bit. And I follow another uh, uh, guy by the name of uh, Ricky Verandis, who does the Ripple Effect podcast. 
and he talks to another guy out of Connecticut who, you know, they do a lot of stuff for vaccine injuries. Um, you know, the ones previously to the, the ones that we're experiencing now that nobody, that seems to not be on the radar of anything. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been a problem for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's, you know, um, I, I grew up a military brat. My father was in the army and we traveled a lot. And I was the, also the baby of the family, which is significant because the baby, the last child born is oftentimes the, the runt, you know, the child that gets the le- le- least amount of nutrition from mom because she's already had two others or three others or however many. Mm-hmm. And so it's common. And then on top of that, we were, I was getting extra vaccinated throughout my, my young life because we were always traveling and they just love sticking military people with needles and experiments. <laughs> and so there I was um, always getting sick. My mom remembers after every vaccination, I would always get sick. And, you know, so here I am healthy and I'm a, I'm a whole person and I'm fine and I'm using that information to help people. So why am I against it? I just really wish there was more uh, attention drawn to people who are not necessarily well enough. And how do you know they aren't well enough? You know, how do you know they're compromised? You know, you could have something lingering in you or your child that you don't know about yet, you know, and or they've inherited a, a maybe a, some gut dysbiosis from mom or they've inherited some hormone imbalance from mom. And uh, and then, you know, how do we know? So I just wish they would space them out if they're going to do them. I wish they would take the hep B off of there. I, there's all kind, but they don't. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want, you can't even hold them liable for injury. So it, there's no room to discuss these things. And that's what I, what really bothers me is, you know, it's like, you, it's a, it's a religion. You cannot say anything against it because you will be demonized and now you'll be blackballed and canceled and everything. So um, I just wish it was I wish it was treated more like most drugs are treated in the U.S. and where it's guilty until proven innocent, you know, mm-hmm. where they make sure that it's safe in every regard and that dep- and that the doctor is very careful about the, the individual who's getting it. Let's take our time with this, you know. Oh, they had one already and they got sick afterward or they got a rash. Well, maybe we should back off on the next one, give it some time, boost immunity, get this baby on some glutathione, get this baby on some, you know just marry some nutrition and prevention with the whole uh, medication vaccine route. That's all I, I wish for. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. for sure. And it, it, it's one of those things that, I mean, I, I honestly don't think any of it has anything to do with health at all. Honestly. Um, yeah. it, it, it doesn't, I mean, we're, uh, it feel, it feels like, we're like the agency over our own lives is being stripped away little by little by little by little. And it's happening so slowly that most people aren't going to be following it unless you've, what would I say? Wake up, woken up, waking up that you, you know, aren't, uh, you're not captured by, 
by the mainstream media, right? Because that's mm-hmm. really what it is. You have a, po- a, a percentage of the population that's captured by mainstream media and everything that goes along with it. You know what I mean? It's like this magic hypno- hypnotism. You know, they're hypnotized by the programming. Yeah. And they're not willing to look outside of those those narratives that are being curated for them. Even on social media, it, it, this is content that's being curated for you. It's information right. that's being curated. It's being allowed in because there's a whole bunch that's being allowed, uh, disallowed, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're plugged into that, it, it, I understand how it, how it seems like everybody else is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like they got you at every turn. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, so, I mean, you know, you're, oh, but well, this is just confirming what I already believe, what, what I believe. And then when I go over here and I talk to, you know, you know, I look at this and they're saying the same thing, yeah. you know, and it's like, okay, so it, it does make sense. But I mean, at, at one point, you know, do you, how do you combat that other than, you know, try to beat them with, with this kind of media and hope that, yes. that, you know, everybody keeps talking out and is not afraid and finds other solutions. Like, you know, maybe don't use YouTube anymore, right? Maybe use YouTube as a way, you know, like, I don't know, you have to figure out how to beat them at their own game. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think it takes a special type of person. You clearly are one who can see past what's being pandered to them you know, and can see the propaganda, see between the propaganda. And maybe it's just, I've always had a distrusting spirit towards government. And, you know, my father was in Vietnam and I had this whole perspective of, you know, he had really bad PTSD, really bad PTSD. And, you know, it, it changed my life. Like the way my life, it formed who I was growing up watching my dad suffer like that. And I got to an age where I was like, I need to find out why he's like this. And I need to know what, was it worth it? And I just, and it takes somebody like that. I'm not saying that's a good or bad person. It just takes that type of person to start to like investigate. This doesn't sound right. You know, the, why, why did my kid get a cold after, you know, is this normal? Like it takes this, like not just trusting someone because they're a doctor, not just trust someone because they're from the government. In fact, especially because, and, and so there's us, there's this small percentage of people in the world that are like that. And then we start to wake other people up. And I think that that, and, and you know, like the, I always bring up the quantum, uh, quantum mechanics concept of, you know, when you just put your attention on it and you observe it, it changes. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people feel very helpless that like my mom, for example, who feels like I, she's like, I don't want to know, you know, when I'm telling her mom, listen, this isn't about saving lives or they'd be handing out, they'd be handing out pamphlets of supplements to, you know, boost your immunity. She's like, I don't want to know because there's nothing I can do. I think that's what happens to people. They, they go into this, like bury their head in the sand and they freeze about it. And just, I just want it to be over. I just want this whole thing to be over. So I'm going to take the vaccine and I'm going to just do, and, but then, you know, I'm, I'm close enough to her that she starts to sort of listen a little bit. And if she puts a little bit of her attention on it, I, and if every, if people just start doing that en masse, I think it will start to shift. It already is starting to shift. This narrative is crumbling. Yeah, I can see it crumbling and I hope that it continues to do so, but they seem to have like backup punches, right? Like just when you feel like, 
oh, great, this is, you know, and then all of a sudden there's a new variant or whatever, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. They Well, I mean, they have pe- – they, so they use our tax dollars. Uh, I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine that somebody's paying for this, and it's and it's probably not them, for all these think tanks, right? These think tanks that figure out how they're going to do and play out scenarios, Right. And so yeah. when I mean, and, and also too, they, I mean, you got to think too, the most, most normal people, right? Just your average everyday person. I mean, what, what, what is their goal? You know, mm-hmm. like what, what, what is your average goal? And most people is just, oh, I don't know, let's get through the week and get to the weekend. And I mean, there's, there's, their goals are, are rather simple, right? Mm-hmm. Well, these folks, you gotta, they're, they're on timelines of 50 to 100 years. It spans generations and it's, and it's generational that keeps, you know, it's like, okay, well, the son just takes over for the father and the father, you know what I mean? And then it just keeps moving on down the line and they just keep, you know, they've got this thing and they've, they're constantly, you know, meeting up and, and organizing. And, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, well, the world economic forum and, and like all of these other, like the trilateral commission, or you go to the, you know, what's the other one that, that where all of the corporations, the huge ones get together and decide things. Mm, um, Bilderberg. Yeah. The Bilderberg. <laughs> but you gotta, they're all, invested in each other mm-hmm. right in their companies you, i mean if you look at some of these uh these smaller companies and like who they're all you know these corporations and and like who owns what and where they, it's like they're all tied together in some yeah. way shape or form and pe- like how do you how do you compete with that right how do you yeah. how do you beat that and it's uh i mean they've 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 gotten their their claws pretty deep into um into everything yeah right it's scary and when you look at it that way i mean you know dare i say the word cabal but you know it's been around for so long and it's just this philosophy and it's also you know they have these actionable steps in the way that they overthrow governments and do it have been doing it forever mm-hmm. you know uh you know, we did it. There's this, this part. So they're also infiltrated into our different governments, right? Into our different administrations. And forever, you know, they've been going into Libya and going into Syria and going into places and overthrowing their government, toppling their governments because they were a threat to that region and because they had, you know, uh, resources that we were vested in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so they have a system down. And, you know, my dad used to say, you know, we're so complacent and he used to get mad at me. He's like, you don't know anything about freedom. And he's like, you know, you're, you know, we're so complacent with what we have. And we just, even if we don't have a, a struggling life, like we had it, you know, feed the kids and we were a single mom. And we, if we're just a normal, just sort of average, not high stressed family or, or person, you know, you still don't want anything to rock the app, the, the app cart. You know, you want things to be, I want my things the way they are. And I, and I want this life that I've made and created. And, and you don't think about the history and how we came to this nation as we are. You don't think about the blood that was shed to get the freedoms we have to live so conveniently. You don't think about those things. And just to get like, you know, for the innovation in this country, for the refrigeration and for, you know, pasteurization, these things were not, they didn't, we didn't arrive at them easily. It took a lot of, um, you know, innovation and blood and sweat and tears and death and, 
And you don't think about that when you're on Instagram. You don't think about that when you're posting a picture of your cat turd set of your Applebee's lunch. You know, you don't think about it. And so when, when things start getting real, like it is now, it's like, okay, when's it going to go back to normal? Okay. Vaccine. Fine. I'll take a vaccine. I've had vaccines before. This is fine. I'll do it. I just want my life to go back to normal. And I don't think it is, you know, I don't want it to actually, I don't want it to, I want things to be better. And I don't mean build back better either. (laughs) I mean, like I want them to be much better. And I think to get back on track with everything, like, you know, I really want the alternative health world to become a huge part of everyone's life so that they, so, I mean, I hate to use the word fear, but that they're afraid to go to the hospital. They don't afraid to go to the doctor because you will wind up in this cascade of medical intervention of drugs and emergency therapies. And before you know it, you're on a ventilator and remdesivir and you're dead. Like, mm. how about let's just all get it in our minds that we need to do everything we can do to prevent even going. I mean, okay, crisis and trauma, you get in a car accident, you break a finger, you know, you have a, a lump on your breast, you know, you, you, you're peeing blood, you have crisis and trauma, absolutely. But we have to like start to shift our thinking to where we take care of ourselves. I have a fever. I'm not going to just run to the doctor and get put on a pack. Like that's antibiotics. That's going to cause problems for you. Yeah, you'll be able to go back to work and, you know, you won't be sick for another week. But we got to get out of that frame of mind. And I feel like this is kind of shifting for people where they're thinking more preventatively and immune boosting. And, you know, I hope. No, actually it has. And I did. Uh, You know, when I when this started coming out and, you know, I've been conspiracy, whatever you want to call it. And it's not conspiracy. It's actually truth. And they've, mm-hmm. they've twisted it around to make it mm-hmm. seem to make truth. They've turned truth into conspiracy and uh, conspiracy into uh, a, a weapon, right? A weapon yes. of, of distraction. So it just, it, well it's, a mis- it's a misdirecting uh, tactic that mm-hmm. makes people just, Oh, and it, I mean, if you really think about it and we're going to skip it, we're gonna, I'm not going to get too far into this, but, I, I don't mind. <laughs> you know, they've done an amazing job, right? So good. It's like when people, a lot of folks would talk, because I'm from the you know, formerly incarcerated community, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, they talk about, oh, well, you know, the system's broken. The system's just broken. And it's like, no, it is not. It is not broken. It is working flawlessly. And, mm-hmm. and whoever created it is a genius because yeah. – you know, one of the, the things, and there's like in every single, you can, you can look at it in our judicial, you can look at it in the, uh, anything, anything that makes it takes a third party to have to explain to you because it's that complicated. There's fuckery in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and you see that with, with the courts and, and, and lawyers, you see that with uh, doctors and the men and, and the, the health industry, you see it in mm-hmm. the insurance industry. Uh, you see, you know, all of these industries that are built on that, even financial Bureaucracy. too. Bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. Financial too. And it's, uh, when you really start looking at it and, you know, and this is another thing that really, and it, it's, uh, what is it called? It's called indirect coercion. Indirect coercion is inlaid in everything that mm. we do. Because just think about it. So you're talking about the vaccines, right? Well, if I don't want to get my kid a vaccine, your kid ain't going to school. 
Right. Okay, there's right. an indirect. What they're doing with this other one. Oh, you don't want to take the vaccine? Well, then you're not going to work. Yeah, or, or fly. Or, or fly. Or, or live a normal life. You're not going to participate in society at all. Just stay your ass home, you dirty mm-hmm. vaxxer. Un, 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 unvaxxed, right? And, <laughs> and, and you know, where, where did <laughs> we've heard those words before. And where was that and how long ago? Because it mm-hmm. wasn't very long ago. Yeah, something about 1938 rings a bell, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and they were calling those folks dirty and disease-ridden and all these other things, and they mm-hmm. exterminated them out of society. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people just have this I, – I just don't know what it is, man. It's like you you if you don't know your past, you're doomed to repeat it. Yes. You know? And well, that, and then, you know, you have to critically think about these things. You know, you have to ask questions and not, like we said before, not trust someone just because they're authority, an authority um, or an expert, quote unquote, you know? And so, you know, you have to do those, both of those things, you know, and you have to look out for yourself and your family in that way. And you're right. They're really good at it. And they, but you know, I, and when you say like, it's, you know, hundreds of years old, this is an old ancient thing of people ruling, uh, enslaving others. It's very daunting, right? To think of that, even though it's true. But I think that, I think that free man, I think that sovereign humans, you know, God given sovereignty, unalienable rights, these rights we have to be free, to be left alone, to live a happy life, to pursue what we want to pursue um, as long as we're not hurting people like that, that to me wins every time, you know, like you, I forget who said it. I'm someone much smarter than me. And, and some historical figure said, you know, if, if given, you know, if given the choice, man will always opt for freedom, always. And I love that because that means I don't care how nefarious this cabal is, this group of people who are weaponizing the the truth against us. And, you know, uh, I don't care. I really believe that 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 freedom will prevail, that we're the, the people who are awake enough to know what's happening, that it'll get it'll be stopped. I hope. I mean, I do. I believe that. And. Um, and you're right. You know, you said that about weaponizing like conspiracy theorists, like, you know, they, they, they made people who just are curious about the world and who are curious, like, wow, I, I've been curious about aliens my whole life. And, and now I'm a conspiracy theorist, but wait, now I'm not because they found aliens. Oh, okay. You know, or, or they made like people who, who are curious about what if the what if the the moon landing wasn't real? Like, can't I ask that without being labeled a psycho? You can't I ask about the vaccine? Can you tell me was this made with the abortal feet aborted fetal cells? Was the technology made with the abortal fe- fetal cells? And then and now it doesn't have them in it. But was it was the was it made with it? Can I ask that without getting banned on Facebook? Like they've and now they weaponized our like people like myself who are alternative practitioners because i say vitamin c can cure disease and i'm banned off of facebook for that yeah i mean off of youtube for that that stuff is so dangerous and potently profoundly harmful to society to civilization to not be able to just freely speak like that and then all of a sudden i'm the problem that's that's just who would have ever thought we would be here again because this has happened right 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it all goes back to history and and mm-hmm. and you know looking at where it all it all began, right? And it began yeah. with uh here's a story <laughs> of a crazy <laughs> past. <laughs> um, you know, and it had to do with you know, these these infamous names like Rockefeller, like Carnegie, mm-hmm. uh what's the Duponts, you know, Rothschilds. And <laughs> yeah, that them too, and you know it. Uh, it, it I mean, just just from all of it. I mean, you know, you had the Rockefellers who got. I, I don't know if they were one of the families that was involved with the opium trade. Uh, you know, the East Indy in, Indies uh, Trading Company, where you know they had the opium and all that. And I think uh, who the the main schools uh medical schools uh was mm-hmm. it harvard and mm-hmm. yale which one is that what it is those are two uh, yeah harvard and um and then the american medical association created by them as well yeah and, and uh, so that was all bought with opium money all that was really? paid for yeah all that was paid for with opium money right because that's what they were doing that's what their business wow. was and so once and then once rockefeller or yeah which, whichever which one of them got involved in the oil right Mm-hmm. They started needing things to do with petroleum-based products, right? Which are a lot of the vaccines, the medicines, pharmaceuticals, and, the pharmaceuticals yeah. and stuff like that. And so this, this, you know, the, through the rise of the industrial revolution and Rockefeller becoming this huge conglomerate, right? This, this guy, which they all had something to do with the, the, um, uh, the war too, because they were all trading with each other. Do you realize that, uh, uh, in the Nazi uh, jeeps and their their uh, vehicles were Ford engines. Really? Yeah. And so, so there, yeah, there's uh, there's a couple of uh, 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 documentaries I can uh, uh, t- turn you on to, but yeah, it's it's amazing how like when you really start thinking about all these things and how like you know everything is a is a rich man's trick, right? Because they've inverted everything. So when we think, we think things are one way, right? When it's actually the opposite, right? So if you start looking at things in that way, you'll start seeing, it's almost like, oh, you get a cheat code now, right? <laughs> yeah. And so always look at the, the reverse, like, oh, okay. All mm-hmm. right. So, you know, you're not, but most people don't understand that. Yeah. And it also like pulls the rug out from underneath you when you think about, when you think about it that way. You know, like the first time I ever saw like the videos that they said were made um, for the back lot studio of the moon landing. I mean, I don't I don't believe that, but I think it's intriguing. Um, I don't know what I believe, actually. But uh, when I saw that for the first time and I saw like the director on the set in the foreground of the video of the moon landing, I was like, oh, <laughs> I just think uh like it just really pulled the rug out from underneath. So just to think about about that in every way, in every way, in our food and the what what they've done to our food and genetically modification, genetic modification and mm-hmm. pesticides, and if you start thinking of it like, oh, this is here to help you because the pests on the food were destroying crops and it affects supply and demand. So we just want things to be easier for you, maybe. But I really think it's also like this now we know they just really want people to be sick. They mm-hmm, want people mm-hmm. to be sick and, and and it helps to, you know, poison food and to, you know, make things harder. And so that does sound crazy, doesn't it? But when all the after how many conspiracies have to come true before it's just 
not possible anymore that it's just random. No, it's death by a thousand cuts. That's what that, that <laughs> no, serious. That's what it is. That's what it is with the food. Um, you know, cause every, at every direction you look, it's poisoning you. If mm-hmm. you're not, I mean, even if you're trying to eat healthy, you know, some of those, some of those foods. So, uh, I, I had a, a woman on, uh, uh, Mary, Miriam Hanane and she did, um, she did the documentary called, um, what was it uh, about the bees, right? It's uh, okay. the, the vanishing of the bees. Yes. And so it turns out what it, I mean, they can't, they, they didn't really prove it, but I mean, when you, you look at France, France had the same problem and they got rid of Monsanto seeds, right? That had the pesticides in within the seed itself. Right. So mm-hmm. instead of putting, you know, going and spraying pesticides now, now, now it's within the plant. The DNA right. of the plant, right. Yeah, and so what ended up happening is, remember the uh, the colony collapse disorder mm-hmm. that was happening for a while where all the bees were just dying or just disappearing, actually. They were disappearing. They weren't finding them dead. They'd find some dead, but they were just gone. Mm-hmm. And they traced it back to these, these uh, this because it's in the pollen, right? Okay. And the, the pollen has the, the, the pesticides in it. And mm-hmm. so they they showed you a regular bee, you know, because they do pretty much the same thing. They're pattern things, right? And so they, they do the same thing to try to get their pollen and, you know, from doing things in their back. And they noticed that the one, the, the bees that, uh, that they got from a place that was near uh, Monsanto crops, that it was different. It was actually like skipping patterns skipping mm. beats in the pat like right so they were missing steps in what they were doing and wow. so it was affecting them and so when france got rid of all of monsanto's uh seeds and anything having to do with them it came back when and rebuilt itself within a year wow within a year yeah see that's really hopeful i mean like a lot of people might listen to this stuff and feel like it's hopeless sounding but it, there's a lot of hope in that you know the idea that it it can bounce back and we can bounce back too. Mm-hmm. And with the food, it reminds me of the fermented foods. Like if you can't really afford to do organic food in your budget, you know, you can ferment like cabbage and make like a nice fermented food, uh, fermented mix. And the pest, the, uh, the microbes in that fermented food can break down the pesticides and it actually it doesn't, you know, they assayed it and found that there were no pesticides left. So it's magic, you know, it's kind of like the way mushrooms, how they can take certain types of mushrooms and put them on, you know, oil spills that are up on the shore. And then the, and then the mushrooms just completely destroy and eat, consume or will process all of that stuff. And then the mushroom is still edible at the end. Like there's magical stuff on this planet and in our bodies that can help us to remediate from this madness from this you know heal if people are so worried about they did get the vaccine what can i do you know i think just don't get another one don't 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 get the upgrades and um you know i think the body will figure out how to fix it how to how to remedy it i really believe that so there's hope in all of it yeah yeah i mean i i I think there is i think there is but we have to get past this period that we're in right Mm -hmm. this period where they're where it's it's a clampdown it's a it's a for whatever reason they've fast-tracked everything 
Mm-hmm. Right? And it's because you could feel it before. I could feel, okay, just little by little. Oh, here's another crazy shooting. Oh, we're trying to, you know, figure out ways to take your guns and, and make you scream. Say, no, 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 stop the shooting. Stop the shootings. Please, here, take our guns. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. people think you're crazy when you go, oh, really? Somebody would do that? somebody would go and 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 do that and there would be crisis actors and all this stuff and it's like yes mm-hmm. not every single one of those things that you see is is a legit a legit crime scene yeah i mean there are people that are acting things out now which ones i couldn't tell you but it, it is mm-hmm. real just like the and the- why wouldn't they do it why couldn't they do it why wouldn't they create a scenario that caused mass fear and panic why wouldn't they? Give me one good reason why they wouldn't. That's what I have to say to people who are like, that's a conspiracy. Oh, Mandalay Bay was a conspiracy? Really? Why wouldn't they? Why, why did that have to make sense? Why couldn't it make sense that it was, you know, Mohammed bin Salman's life was, you know, it was a Saudi Arabian gun running scheme? What, doesn't that make more sense than just some guy decides to pop off 52 people from that height? Like, it, that makes no sense. Right? Yeah. <laughs> these things make no sense. Yeah. And and people are like, no, well that's what happened. It's the it's the guns and they're not well in the head. And then that's why they did it. That, that doesn't make people have there've been guns around forever and we didn't have this problem. So I think we make more sense. <laughs> that's what I think. I do too and I think that that a lot of the things that that sounded crazy are turning out to be real. Like, you know, when we people are talking about the great reset or the new world order, um, you know, that was like, that was crazy talk, right? That's, yeah, that's that Alex Jones that. stuff. That's that info wars, you know, mumbo jumbo that you're, you're, yeah. you're consuming. Get that away from me. I don't want to hear it. And my mom would say, you listen to too much coast to coast. Cause I was just obsessed with coast to coast. If you listen, I'm like, mom, it's the NWO. I promise. She's like, you listen to too much coast to coast. I have, yeah, a fun, maybe. I have a funny coast to coast story. Oh, so, tell me. So I I found coast to coast when I was in prison, right? When I was doing my when I was doing my uh, pretrial thing, right? Fighting my case. Mm-hmm. So they they allowed us to have these little clear radios, and so I remember that I would listen to it. I would stay up at night because everybody was loud, and so you know it was for whatever reason. I think most a lot of people in jail they would stay up all night, so they'd sleep all day. Um, and so I would listen to coast and coast, uh, with art, art bell, I think that oh, yeah. back then, okay. because that was in 2004, you know, it was 2004, 2005, 2006. Okay. And so, um, I took it up to, so that was there and I was able to take it up to, uh, the prison that I went to in Nevada and it was the high desert one. And it was right above, um, this this plane this weird this weird like uh you could you could see down there and it was like the test range for nellis air force base right oh and so at nighttime and my my room was right there so it would be dark and i'd be listening to coast to coast and i would be watching them do running training exercises and tracer bullets flying all over the place no way yeah that's kind of, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so here I am just staring, listening to Coast to Coast. Uh, I think by then, it, now, I don't know if Art, if Nori, George Nori was there. Or if I caught the end of Art Bell and then the beginning of George Nori, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was like 2007 or eight when George Nori came along. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a cool memory. 
I yeah, mean, I don't know if it is for you, but it sounds no, no, no. It, it, it was cool. in a way. <laughs> yeah, I have another. I have another uh, story. This is what really introduced. So that was my introduction, and then where I really got introduced to like these types of, of theories and and uh, alternative media was I in federal prison because I was state. So when I went to transfer to federal prison, oh. I met up with a guy by the name of uh, Fritz Springmeier who wrote a book called bloodlines of the illuminati Ooh. and so he was in there because he is getting a little too close to some of these you know mind control stuff that they were into and figuring some things out and he ended up getting uh arrested for a bank robbery no and it, way yeah and this but is he a, didn't do it yeah no no he didn't do it this is a guy that had written books he was an author he was a like a like a like a professor kind of guy right what's his name i gotta look him up Fritz, F-R-I-T-Z, Spring, S-P-R-I-N-G-M-E-I-E-R. Awesome. Okay. And Love so, it. yeah, he, he wrote a couple of other ones, uh, Watchtower Society. And we would we would watch the track because he was a GED teacher, and I had to take I couldn't prove that I that I graduated high school, so they make you take their GED course. Okay. Um, and so he was teaching it, and so we hooked up um, later on, and we started walking the track together, and he would just tell me all these stories, and I was like this young kid that didn't know anything. I was like hanging on his every word. Cool. <laughs> How old were you? Ah, what was I? So that was in 2004. So I was in my 30s, I think. But to to me, like I'd never, like I was, from the time I was 18, even before then, because I didn't pay attention in school, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like I didn't have like this this stellar education, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's this guy talking about these these crazy things, right? And, you know, an author, you know, like I was just, I put him on this pedestal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it's easy to do. I mean, it's, I mean, like also really entertaining i'm yeah, sure yeah. for you know I mean, it's entertaining anyway but then if you're in prison it's like the best better than watching tv um, <laughs> how cool so what um so he, how long was he in for he was in for like six years i think six or seven years and they were they kept moving him around from place to place because he would he would talk about why he was there in classes right and so he would talk to the students about his case and you know kind of all that stuff and whenever he started talking about it they'd move him to a different a a different place and so he'd been moved all over the place and finally he like stopped doing it stopped talking about it and he got close to home because he's from oregon and so that's where i was i was in sheridan oregon and so he'd gotten close to home and so he you know he obviously he was that that uh, coercion, that indirect coercion. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you don't want to do what we tell you, we're gonna put you on a on a on a bus. Uh, you know that yeah. could that could last four months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, things could change so fast, and people don't realize. Like, you could literally be in a FEMA camp in next week, and be like, "What happened to life?" And oh, just yeah. like today, with Facebook being down or social media being down for half a day, everybody's. Like, oh, I mean, oh my God, what's going on? You know, it's like things can just change so fast and and it could be in a blink of an eye, something that you would never, ever in a million years think. Have you tried to reach Fritz since you've been at all? I have, I have. I I reached out to a guy because he was on a show. Have you ever heard of Free Man Fly? No. So he's he's one of the original uh, guys. Oh, really? I'm going to write that down. So he has a a podcast or radio. 
Uh, it's a podcast, so it's a okay. free F R E E M A N fly, I think. Okay. And it's the Free Man Podcast, Free Man Fly Pod, whatever it is. And so he was on his show for a couple of times, and I reached out to him to, you know, hey, I, I heard Fritz and you know, gave him the story, and he said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll email him, and, and so nothing, though. Oh, really? Yeah. You so. should get Kara on it. Kara needs to find him for you and get him on your show. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's good. She's good like that. Uh, wow, I'm, that's a cool story. Yeah, I mean, I'm usually pretty good about getting people, right? Like the that that another uh, uh, which call it? Um, it's a three and a half hour documentary. It's called "Everything's a Rich Man's Trick" from JFK to 9/11. Mm. I I watched that right, and, and okay. it was like, dude, that was the best rendition of the last 100 years that was in a three and a half hour synopsis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, I got to I got to have this guy on my show, and I've got him on. You know, oh, I was nice. able to, yeah. I gotta listen to that one. Yeah, so it's like a lot of the times it's, you know, I it, it started out as like a bottoms and life struggles, right? Just because mm-hmm. of my own story, and then it sort of got into my own interests, and and so and then that, that's a big part of it, you know, um, corruption, calling out corruptions wherever I see them, nice. you know, or amplifying other people that are doing it. Yeah. And not caring about the consequences, you know? Yeah. And I think like like right now I think we're at a we're at a we're at a pivotal moment in history and 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 in in humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, this are we going to continue to let them, you know, uh do as they wish as they've been doing, you know, mm-hmm. behind the guise of we're trying to you know, you guys don't know better for yourselves, so we need to do it for you. You know, it's, it's crazy. And I think we're at a point where, at least for me, I have a four-year-old daughter and I have a 21-year-old daughter too, but the four-year-old is the one that's like, look, you're going to, if, if we don't stand up and we let them roll over us, it's over. Yeah. Life, like we knew it, is over. Yeah. My daughter will not have the same sort of privileges that I grew up with. You know, being able to move around freely without having to, you know, or social credit, whatever they're trying to push yeah. in, right? It's pursue something. Pursue your dreams, yeah. you know, pursue your dreams and become what you want to become and make as much money as you want to make and buy a home. You know, these things are just not going to be, all we have to do is take, it's not like it's so weird. It's, it exists. You know, you go to Vietnam, go to Cambodia, go to uh, Russia. Korea, North Korea, you know, these places, China, you know, these, these people, people are making, you know, 50 cents a day, you know, they want to be a nurse and they can't, they're just going to, you know, do with whatever it is that they do, clean homes or whatever for wealthy people or sell food on the street. Like this, this is real now. This this exists now and it can easily become us, especially with how, what they're doing to the U S dollar and they're going to collapse it with this trillion dollar, you know, debt and, Mm -hmm. And they're just, it's just, they're trying to make it so that we are so dependent on, on the government coming in to save us and on a global dollar and on global banking system. And yeah, if we don't do something, anything, if all of us don't start to stand up in some way, we're going to lose it all. And even if that does happen, I don't want to be a person who's like, I mean, I didn't do anything because what can you do? You know, like, I don't want to be someone who, who does, who's just sitting back watching it happen and say, I just don't like politics. I just don't want to hear it. You know, I don't want to ever be that person. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't love politics, but it's your life. It runs your life. And now you're not paying any attention to it. Look what's happening. Yeah. You know, look what's happening because you only voted for the presidential election and you never voted for the city council. You know, you never voted for local politics. You never got involved. You didn't, you weren't interested in your school union and your, in your teachers meetings. And you weren't interested who was on the teachers union or the teachers board. Um, you know, these things matter mm-hmm. and, and we're learning that the hard way now, aren't we? Oh yeah. Well, that's the theater, the theater yeah. that, that captures the, the, the minds and, and the attention of the masses is the federal, you know, the national scene. That's the, you know, watching Nancy Pelosi rip up that thing behind Trump. Yes. And you know what I mean? Yes. As, yes. If, as, yes. as as if you didn't walk back there and, and, and high five each other and go, these f- stupid people, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because that's how they feel about us. We are all yeah. deplorable, right? We are yes. all peasants in their eyes. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Even the millionaires. You know the millionaires mm-hmm. think that they're that they're above reproach. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. there's just it's just a sixteenth of the percent of the one percent. Yeah. So it's a very small portion, and even that one percent is still subject to, to being canceled. Right? Look at Nicki Minaj. Yeah. You know yeah. she's got a lot of money. Right? She could. She has a lot of influencer followers and and all that stuff. And yeah. you know she starts talking out about it. You know, she's got a lot of money. They don't care. They don't care. And, you know, I'm going to say this, too. It's it's also working class Democrats, you know, because if you say deplorable, you know, people automatically think you're a Trumper or you're right wing or whatever. It's not. It, it Deplorable me. If you're a working class family who is you know, tr- going from paycheck to paycheck and trying to buy a home or you have a home and you're trying to keep it. You know, that that's the deplorables. Those are the people they're included in that group. You know, these are the people who I think they find detestable and they they find annoying because we're in that whole section of people who want small businesses to exist. You know, we want to be uh, have school choice and we want these things. And they're like, it's, it's so against the global picture and the great reset. That they want that new world order, all these things of individualism and, um, you know, pursuing your dreams and getting a, an education and all these things are for the minions, right? They're mm-hmm. for the, the little people who are annoying. And we're the ones that are going to fight for the small businesses and fight against the global, you know, somebody came into my husband's office the other day and said, they, they said, I'm just so afraid of these nationalists. <laughs> I'm like, you mean constitutionalists? You mean the people who this country was built on? You mm-hmm. mean the way we fought to have this country? That? Yeah, I didn't say that because he, he's the I wasn't there. But of course, I went off in my own head like, you know, yeah, yeah. what? This is this is this country. This is America. You don't like America? You don't want to okay, well, enjoy, enjoy your, you know, your trial of communism coming up, coming right up, right? Mm. <laughs> You know, if if they really wanted to fix things, they would because yeah. you would it, like any normal person. Like I would think that, okay, well, so how how do you want to go about fixing this? Like you, you even look at the drug problem, right? Addiction, right? How do you fix addiction? Well, I don't know. Let's see. There's a whole lot of people working on it. There's a bunch of different countries that have been working on it. So let's go and take a little piece of this over here that seems to be working. Let's take a piece over here that seems to be working and let's try and combine all of these things that are working in into, you know, something that could, you know, 
look like a program maybe that uh, you're you know, might, talking too much sense right now <laughs> that, that might help something right well yeah. if you can do it with that then you can do it with government right because yeah. i mean there's pieces of of uh capitalism that work when it's a true free market capitalism mm-hmm. works pretty well right but when you start getting the government involved and subsiding subsidiaries and, and so, or what are the subsidies subsidies and, and all mm-hmm. of these other things, whenever they get in and they get their greasy little hands in, they tend to screw up. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, you know, the communism, the I'm sure. Problem. Well, I mean, I'm sure communism has some good pieces in it too. You know, not all no. of the communist thing is bad. You know, Marxism might have some good stuff in it too. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying there's a whole lot of choices, right? There, there uh-huh. had to be good things about all, all of them, I'm sure. And there's bad things about all of them as well. Right. So, you know, you would think that we, we could just, you know, like put some stuff together. I mean, shit, California is a melting pot. Why don't we just, you know, make a make a goulash? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, that was such a good point. You know, like, why can't we look at states and big cities that don't have quite the homeless or let's call it like unhoused, vagrant, mental illness, whatever you want to call it, problem that San Francisco and California and, uh, and Los Angeles have. Why don't we look at what's working and try that here? How about do that, you know? And that just is never, never crosses their minds, you know, because they're used, it's like, it's like the whole pink ribbon thing, right? The whole breast cancer awareness. You know, you don't think that they know how to cure cancer by now. You don't think they know what helps and how to mitigate and how to prevent, you know, of course they do. But the, it is the one of the largest money-making diseases. It is, if not the, the main I've, one. I have something funny. I, because I, I, it, somebody said this the other day, it, I didn't come up with it, but it was extremely funny when they said it. Cause they were talking about this, you know, they were talking about like, Jesus Christ, how long, how many more races does Susan G. Coleman need to need to run? You know what I mean? Hasn't she run? Hasn't she run enough? I mean, how come they haven't found a cure yet? Yeah, you know, and exactly. it was hilarious. But it's true. It's like you know, how many of these things that are are you know, uh, the homeless thing. It's another one, just like cancer, right? And Joe yeah. Rogan pointed this out, and he had somebody on that w- was talking about. It. He said, "But the reason why they don't is there's some people that are getting paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars a a year." as somebody who works to try to figure out the homeless problem. Right. And then you can't fix it because you'll you, be out of work. <laughs> right. And so there's tons of these things, which are there. I think, I think some of it, I mean, a lot of it is not nefarious. It's just byproducts of a bad deal. Right. Bureaucracy. Yeah. It's bureaucracy. And then, you know, they're like, Hey, let's start this new, group of people subsidiary in the government and we're going to call it the um save the the wild rhinos in africa group and we're gonna i'm gonna put my sister in charge of it who doesn't have any background in anything (coughs) and then we're gonna get the government to give us a bunch of money and a grant or whatever and then we're gonna go we're gonna spend our time saving the white rhinos in africa and then all this money's getting wasted. Nothing's being done. Maybe they do something that might help a little bit. And then you get somebody like Trump coming in and saying, we're going to get rid of the rhino thing because it's spending, it's costing us so much money and no one's doing a thing. And then, it, and then he looks like the bad guy. He hates white rhinos. 
you know, look what he did. And so it's going in and clearing out the bureaucracy and all that money that's being spent towards, like you said, you know, the homeless, these homeless programs and the mental illness programs. I think they're important, but a lot of money gets wasted in that direction. Then it just, like you said, it's just like, why should we fix the problem? Then I won't have a job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know yeah there's just there, i mean it's just it's vast <laughs> it is we could talk forever about it because there's so much so much um so it's so many fingers to the whole thing yeah there's and, a guy by the name of charlie uh oh god he has a podcast called Macroaggressions, but he wrote a book called uh the global octopus or the the octopus of global global control Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, and so I mean that's really what it is. Every leg of this, right, is a mm-hmm. is a tentacle of an octopus. And they all work together. You mm-hmm. know, the the media it's owned yeah. by a nine have what nine nine people own almost all the media, right? Nine different people, but I think it's probably the six of the same. Yeah. Right. Of the same ones that own the American Medical Association and mm-hmm. all the other associations and three letter agencies and yeah. And yeah. so it's it's perfect. I mean, you just all you got to do is it's they they've they've built this huge labyrinth of of ways to to herd herd the masses, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, and they use the media to do it. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's really you it, it it was amazing to watch how how quickly they they got everybody under control with this this pandemic thing, right? Yeah, it was I a- was shocked. I'm still <laughs> shocked. I'm still shocked that people aren't in the streets. Right? And, and even, But even, and also, too, I mean, here's another thing and that most people aren't even aware of. And I ask people, I'm like, hey, you, you know what's going on down in uh, in Australia? And they're like, Australia? Nope. What do you mean? What's going on in Australia? What? Really? Yes. There's so many folks that just have no clue. And those are the people that are stuck to mainstream because they're being fed something else. Right. They're, they're not covering that because if they were covering that, they would, people are going to start investigating, well, what's going on down there? Yeah. And they'll start to see some of the similarities of what's happening there starting to happen here. Yeah. And yeah. What here's a, here's a good update though is that three of their prime ministers have resigned. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I was blown away when. Uh, but why? Is it because they're going to put worse people in? No. I mean, how much I, worse? I heard it I'm was. I heard it, she was the one from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't I, I I I heard this so don't this isn't like gospel or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, she was being blackmailed because she was corrupt, right? That somebody had some 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 dirt on corruption on her, right? Mm. And they were telling her that they wanted her to to push these vaccines. He pushing, 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 pushing. And the reason why she kept doing it is because they had leverage against her. Mm. And so finally she just said, "You know what? Fuck it." Really? Yeah. I like that story because there was something about her I don't want to say that I liked it's kind of, it happened to me with Greta Thunberg. I refused to listen to anything that that little girl was saying. I refused to be, give any of it energy. I didn't want to hear it. And then the other day I listened to her do her little blah, 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 spoken word thing. And I was like, 
why do I like her so much? Like, I really like her. And I realize it's because I do think she's got some greatness. She's got the potential for being great. And they know that. And I do think that she's very present and wise beyond her years. Maybe not wise, but just smart beyond her years. But they're using her. They're weaponizing her, mm-hmm. you know. But there's something about her. I feel like, man, she's she seems so truth. Like, so, like if she just keeps going down that rabbit hole of truth, she's going to get red pilled, <laughs> and then it's going to be <laughs> hilarious. So I, I felt the same thing when I was listening to that woman step down. She was just giving her resigna- re- a resignation, and you could tell she'd been crying, even though she was like kind of smiling at the end and everything. I was like, there's something sincere about this resignation that I hadn't heard in her voice before. And I thought, what's happening? Like, we just don't know anything is Mm-mm. what's going on. No. And I'm like, what? what is it about that woman that I just, like, had some compassion for at the end there? And maybe that's what it was is because she was. But, you know, you could not. There is nothing you could do. Like, you could say, I will. I'm going to kill your parents who I love. I'm going to kill your parents. If you don't stand here and push this vaccine, like say I was in her position, I'd be like, mom, dad, I love you. <laughs> it's come down. You guys are old. You've lived a long life. I couldn't do it. I could not go against my values that way. And I'm sure it'd be different if I had a baby or if it was my husband. I might be like, all right. Well, think, about, think, think about all of the – so, I mean, if this is true, okay, and, and, they, and let's just say that it happened to all three of them. Mm-hmm. And so they all they all just said, you know what, screw it. Uh, or, I mean, we're done anyways. You know what I mean? We keep pushing this. You know, someone's going to die at some point, you know, because they were using, I think they were using um, some private uh, security firms okay. to do the policing instead of having, you know, the, with some of the, when they were roughing people up. Because, oh, yeah. you know, most, most, uh, I mean, you're not going to do that to your own countrymen, right? Yeah. It, or yeah. if you if if you do, it would be very difficult, and you would probably, you know, I would hope would be struggling with it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And yeah. so having to use people that are like you know like mercenaries or like these other, you know, maybe the UN at some would be one too that they don't right. really care because they're not it's not your people. Yeah. Right. Anyways. Getting off into the weeds there, but I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it just goes to show you that this can happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? The things that we don't think will happen because what we're in, we're, we're, we're living in a, in a third world country with a first world overlay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, every day I'm a new level of shockedness. <laughs> it's like, I can't, you know, I'm afraid to ask where it ends, you know? Well, and, and they can't be mad at us for not wanting to and not trusting them, right? Because at the very beginning of while they were campaigning, they said, we will not, both of them, Biden and Harris said, we will not take this vaccine because of it's, it's Trump, the ones that did it. Yeah. He, he brought it. It's his warp speed thing. I don't trust it. Mm-hmm. Did it, did it change? Yeah, what happened? This is the same vaccine. This is not any yeah. different. So, well, the, the things change. A lot more people are dying now. And, you know, you have to understand that it's infection rates, infection rates, mortality rates. You know, they, they, they spin it in their own minds and they parrot what they hear on mainstream news. And so they're like, I mean, you know, the masks. Okay, two masks, whatever. Um, what about when Fauci said masks didn't matter, that they don't really, because the aerosols go right through the mask. Well, it's different now. Because it's different because 
at least it, even if it stops one drop. And mm. then you hear them saying that. You hear them repeating and making up for, making excuses for the lies. And they've got people doing that work for them, right? They've got the public doing that work for them, spinning their lies for them and defending them. That's scary. That's mm. full on MK Ultra style manipulation, if you ask me. Yeah, it is. It is. And I mean, it, how can, so this is where common sense comes in again, right? Mm -hmm. So how can you trust somebody who a lied to everybody to begin with? Okay. That one, we might be able to, to let slide because of, we didn't know what we didn't know. And okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give that one a pass ish, mm -hmm. right? A little bit, but it didn't stop there. It, no. You you lied to Rand Paul, okay, it's, it's, which who was, you know, like gain of function. I mean, it just – I mean, you don't have to be a, a, a scientist to, to know that, okay, so gain of function. So if I take something that doesn't belong somewhere and make it to where it can belong there and then do more there, that's gaining function of its original thing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, no, no, no. Lied there, all right. Mm -hmm. Continues, gets caught in lies because he does a bunch of interviews and can't remember. And, and just, I just don't even think he cares. He's just so arrogant. You right. know what I mean? That it's like Protected. he knows he's yeah he's, he knows he's not going to get in trouble. They already said mm -hmm. they're not going to fire him, right? So it's he like can Millie. It's like Millie sitting there. He doesn't care. He's not going to apologize for what he did. Leaving those, he's not. He doesn't care because they're protected. There's no recourse. You know. And this is the problem with qualified immunity, with immunity of any kind, immunity mm -hmm. from vaccine injuries, immunity from prosecution, immunity from, you know, as a police officer, as a lawyer, as a, mm -hmm. or as a prosecutor, as a, as a judge, any place where you have qualified or immunity from, from persecution, you know, for not doing a good job. Mm -hmm. makes people that don't do good jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just so, use the common sense. You know, <laughs> you know if I know that I, if I know that if I don't, I'm not going to get fired if I show up late every day to work, then why would I show up on time? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's the kids who you don't discipline. You know, if you tell your kid you're out to dinner and your kid has a tantrum and you say, you do that again, we're leaving. And he does it again and you don't leave. Why would he? And this is what people do with their kids now, right? Mm -hmm. they, the kids just going bonkers and they just let them. And they're like, oh, he's just, you know, he's had a hard day. <laughs> I had, he had sugar, you know, or whatever. And then you're like, now you've got this monster child because it's like, I'm not, what, what's going to happen? Dad's going to yell at me. You know, we're not going to leave. I know he won't make us leave the restaurant. I know he won't. Or my, my, when I was a kid and my husband was a kid, it's like, if my dad was like, you do that again, he didn't have to say that. He just look at me. And he would pay that tab and we would leave. We would be at the circus or at the whatever. And if I did it, it was, that's it. I literally ruined the day. <laughs> and, and then you don't do it again because you learn a lesson. So somebody needs to teach Fauci a lesson real soon here. <laughs> you know, these people just don't have any record. There's no reason for them to do anything different. Nope. And then we, we both follow the same because we, you found that out Malone, Dr. Malone. Great, great guy. Yes. <clears throat> uh, McCullough is another good one. Um, my most recent one was with, uh, uh, the pandemic blunder. Um, 
guy that wrote the uh, the book, Pandemic Blunder, hmm. and Doctor Zelenko wrote the forward in his book. Okay. And so he's he's connected with a bunch of these people too. Uh, the Ripple Effect podcast. If you go to rickyverandas dot com, okay, v a r a n d a s dot com. Um, mm-hmm. He has on his website. He has all of his content there. So the Ripple Effect. He's got amazing guests. Tons of doctors. Uh, have you ever heard of Carrie Maddage? Yes. Yeah, she's a, another great great person. Um, Dr. Carrie Maddish, she talks a lot about the transhumanism and yes, yes, also yes. the vaccine, uh, the, how you can tell, like she knows the, is she the one that just did the, the slide? She took the serum on the slide and mm-hmm. it showed the parasite. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have that bug too on my phone. Oh my gosh. Get it off there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, actually it's like, you know, like flipping the lights on is what needs to happen for people. Like people just need to, we need to keep flipping the lights on with shows like yours, like mine, people just getting, you know, because you're always going to have new listeners and people who maybe are on the fence with stuff. And then they're like, what? Oh, I doctor who. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, it's like you're flipping the lights on and now you can see the elephant in the room. Right. And we can start to, Eat it one bite as a t- at a time, as they say. <laughs> Absolutely. And people just don't know where to find the information at. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to... It's hard to find. Well, it's, it's hard to find, but they're also... I think a lot of it is, is pride, right? Mm. That they don't want to... First, they don't know who to talk to, who to ask, and then what do you ask? You know what I mean? Hey, mm-hmm. you, you got some vaccine inf- information, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, it's a lot of the vaccine. <laughs> you know okay, what I mean? Chappelle meme. Yeah. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't. I mean, it's. It, it's it, you got some more of that Dr. Malone yeah. uh, research to show me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Malone leaks. You got some more Pfizer leaks. Yeah, yeah. Some Project Veritas leaks. Yep, yep. Project Veritas. That's a new one. I just, I just found too. Mm-hmm. Russell, I was Russell Brand. Young. Russell yeah. Brand is a got Russell a good show. Brand. Russell Brand. Who knew? Yeah, yeah. right. And he's funny. Mm-hmm. His show's funny. funny. Like yeah. I was watching him, and I and like I usually don't laugh. But I laugh almost in every segment of his, just from some of the stuff because I mean, he does the same thing. It's like, oh, that's kind of, and with the accent too, it's it's yeah, he's hilarious. He's good. Yeah, I've always liked him as a comedian, and I got kind of burnt out on him. And then he just all of a sudden got truly woke, like really woke. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, well, we're about an hour thirty. Um, oh, look at us. Yeah. Right. Well, mm-hmm. it's 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 easy to do when you start talking about those uh, alternative uh, perspectives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, why don't you go ahead and uh, go ahead and plug uh, all your stuff? Where can everybody find you and your books? Yeah, well, I am. I have a gift for your listeners, so and your audience, um, so they can go to healthygutgirl.com/gift, and I have some free stuff there and some discounted stuff there and just some good stuff. And then um, you can check out my podcast on that page. You can subscribe to my newsletter on that page. And, uh, and then mostly I use Instagram. 
So it's a healthy gut girl underscore and you have to use the underscore and spell it out because I have been shadow banned because my content is potentially misinformation and I'm dangerous. Oh so, my goodness, um, you're yeah. dangerous to society. Yeah, health, little old me, healthy gut girl underscore. And there are other healthy gut girls. So you have to use the underscore to get to me. And um, yeah, that's it. And my books are also on my uh, my website, healthygutgirl.com. Great. And then all that information will be in the show notes as well <clears throat> or the description when I, I don't, I don't know if I'm just going to, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to do the deal with this uh, video. Um, okay. I'm, I'm sure I'm probably just going to throw it on because uh, what some of the things we talked about are going to get flagged on YouTube. So right. Odyssey is where this will probably live, but okay. the regular podcast, you know, the Spotify, all those places, the regular platforms, that'll be, that'll come up here pretty soon. And I'll use all the information that you uh, filled out in the guest form Great. to form that. And then I will send you an email uh, when this is released. Okay. I want to, I want to put you on the spot and ask you if you'll be on my show because I really like your story and your history and I love your perspective and we share, you know, my listeners would love you. And so if you, I know you're busy and if you have time, I would love to have you on my show too. Well, I would be, I, I would see, you got me time. <laughs> Are you blushing? <laughs> so I, I'd love to be on your show. Um, awesome. Cool. Yeah, we'll I'll uh, I'll have to check it out too. I didn't get a chance to, and I usually like to listen to at least the first and the the very first and the very no, last. No, don't listen to the first. It was six years ago. We scripted it. It's so silly. It's so, I'm like, well, hello. And my, my friend Mark is on with me. We're like, so hello. How are you today, Mark? Great, Kitty. How are you? it was so bad, <laughs> and the sound was bad. We all have bad first ones, but that's the great <laughs> part, right? Because you right. can see the the evolution. In just two episodes, you can see, you know, evolution from of a show. Yeah, now, if you really like it, then you go back and go from one, all two, three, four to really get that evolution. And podcasting or, or, or being a, a podcast fan is yeah. is is a very different uh, type of thing, right? It's uh, because depending on how you listen to them too, like, cause I usually listen to them in my earbuds at work. And so that's mm -hmm. an intimate way of listening because I mean, that's like, I hear everything. It's, it's truly listening. It's active listening. Mm -hmm. And as you grow, like if you find a show that you like, and if you want listen to it from the beginning, you're growing along with that, along with that host. Yeah, you totally feel like you know them, and yeah, I agree with that. You know and when they're you smiling. You can tell when they're you can you can see when they're smiling. It's weird. It's weird. Like I listen to I Rogan, did. and uh -huh. like I can tell when he's getting uh, emotional, mm -hmm. and I start getting emotional, <laughs> and it's like, dude, it's yeah. this it's this relationship that you have one sided with a show host. And yeah. it's almost like you're, you, you want to hear them and, and like you're, you're just involved in their life and they have no idea who you are. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get out of here. Um, if you want to watch the, the other outro of this, you can. Uh, I'm going to play that right now. And, okay. Uh, well, thanks again for having me on. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, send me an email with uh, your calendar and I'll sign awesome. up for your show. Okay, perfect. All right, great. All right, here we, where's it at? All right, there we go. Here we go with the outro, people. 
You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.